Welcome to Two Travel Dads Podcast. Here we share our favorite destinations, travel tips, stories from our adventures, and bring on awesome guests to share insights into their travelsome lives. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check out our detailed show notes at twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes. Hey, this is Two Travel Dads Podcast, and I'm Rob. I'm Chris. And today, or this this episode, we are going to talk all about the east side of the big island of Hawaii. It's also called the Hamakua Coast, and yeah, we're going to get into Hilo, some waterfalls, Mauna Kea, and maybe dip our toes into lava and talking about Hawaii volcanoes. Does this one still have all the endless lava flows? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, so the east coast of the Big Island, I think it's gorgeous. It's totally different from the Kona coast, which we've got a podcast episode all about that also. Did you like the Kona coast or the Hamakua coast more? Is the Hamakua coast the same as the Hilo coast? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I, I prefer the Hamakua coast. Okay. <laughs> Hama, Hamakua. Hamakua. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I think they are very different in the the Kona coast. Even the Kona, Kailua Kona is the biggest town on the Big Island of Hawaii. I think that the Hilo side feels a lot more, not necessarily developed, like tourism developed, but a lot more lived in, (laughs) you know? It's got, like the town of Hilo itself is very much, it feels like a city. It has city parks and it's flat. It has a grid of streets. Yeah. And a farmer's market. The farmer's market is amazing. Is that where you want to start? Is talking about the farmer's market? Sure. I love the Hilo farmer's market. What do you want to say about it? Well, I I just wish that I lived there or (laughs) that we were staying at a place that had a kitchen or a kitchenette because there was so much fresh uh, fruit and vegetables there that you could have made, uh, you know, amazing, you know, fruit salads, smoothies, regular salads. Like I wanted to try everything. It's definitely the most beautiful and most produce heavy farmer's market I've ever been to. And reasonably priced. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's amazing. It's open every single day, seven to 3 p.m. It is undercover, it's expanding. So across the street, there's it, instead of it being produce and stuff across the street, that's where you're gonna find more handicrafts and stuff. Oh, there's that awesome shave ice place that was right there, Kula Shaved Ice. Remember we got the- Oh yeah, the- you, What'd you get? You got like soursop and Soursop and, and uh, yeah, and uh, Lilikoi, I think. Oh yeah, and then I got the Huapia shave ice. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and so I had, delicious. what was that? What's that coconut cream? That's the Huapia. Okay, yeah, I had some of that on my, okay. I had that too. Well, there you have it. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, no, Hilo Farmer's Market. I'm glad we started right there because it is absolutely awesome. And if you're thinking farmer's markets are something you want to do as you're traveling around the Big Island, there's another really awesome one when you are kind of heading back over to the Kona side, just outside of Hawaii Volcanoes National Park is the Maku'u Farmer's Market, which it only goes on Sundays, but it's way bigger than the Hilo Farmer's Market. And it's a combo of produce, baked goods, jewelry, handicrafts, you name it. But that's another good one if you're traveling on a Sunday and want to stop in there. So just, you know, keeping in mind like all the different farmer's market options that you're gonna have all along the east side of the Big Island. It is a very farmy region and you're gonna love it. And if you are doing the Maku'u Farmer's Market, or if you're just in that area, it's actually right by the Mauna Loa Macadamia Nut Farm Visitor Center, which you're totally welcome to stop into. Yeah, if you like macadamia nuts, it is the place that got... I was surprised that you brought back something different than just your regular chocolate-covered macadamia nuts that I'm used to. Yeah, oh my gosh, chocolate-covered 
macadamia nuts were like the least present thing <laughs> that they had there. So you go in and you actually get to learn all about macadamia nuts, which by the way, do you know they are not picked from trees? Even though- Are they like potatoes? No, so macadamia nuts definitely grow on trees because they are a nut and the trees are huge, but if you pick it off the tree, you're not gonna be able to use it. So they will fall off the tree. And then the way that they harvest them is by collecting them off the ground. And then they husk them and do all that stuff. That's why if you go through any of the macadamia groves, cause they've got them on both sides of the island, you won't see anybody doing like the cherry picker thing. They actually go along the ground to collect them. But yeah, when you're there, you get to learn all about the process and they've got I don't know, probably 40 different types of macadamia nuts to choose from. So amazing if that's your thing. Gosh, that's just one of the many types of agritourism that you can do on the big island. Another really cool thing to watch for are um, chocolate farms and chocolate tours, <laughs> which you Yeah, didn't... you guys know, you guys went on a cacao tour, right? Oh my gosh, we went to a cacao farm that was absolutely amazing. And I'm sorry that you didn't get to go because you would have loved it. Oh, and I love it was chocolate. It, it was kind of like doing a coffee farm tour and that um, we went to Lava Loja, which is right there just outside of Hilo. And um, yeah, you get on your little tram and the guide takes you along and you actually get to pick cacao from the tree. They're these huge, I don't know, maybe like six to eight inch long, huge beans that inside, like they, they cut them open and they just kind of pry it. And then it's full of this white fruit and inside of the white fruit are these purple beans that look kind of like um, Indian corn. And then you can actually eat the entire thing like that. And it doesn't taste bad. It actually tastes really good. Interesting. Yeah, and then they they dry them, and then they um, they roast them, and then they crush them, and they grind them, and all this stuff until you get chocolate. But when you go on the tour, you get to um, see it literally from the tree to you know coming out of a crock pot for you to try melted chocolate, and it's delicious. Oh, that's cool. What an experience. Oh yeah, it's if you're if you're into understanding where your food comes from, it is one of the coolest things to do. Gosh, what do you want to talk about next? So we talked about farmers market and a little bit about agritourism. How about waterfalls? Yeah, they've got waterfalls over on this side, right? Yeah, so that's one of the things that I think really sets the East Coast, the Hamakua Coast, apart from the Kona Coast, and that they do have a ton of waterfalls. Some of them are on private property. Some of them are just off the highway. <laughs> Some of them, I think my favorite one that we did was Akaka Falls. That was which one was a caca falls? That was the one that it had that really easy loop that goes through the jungle. And oh, that's right. Okay. What is it? It's 420 feet tall, I think it is. Got it. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. And it's, also had all the strawberry guava, right? Oh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. You can eat. Yeah, so because remember, we were walking along this really easy trail. It's not exactly accessible, but it is paved the whole way. No, we were just walking along and all of a sudden just smelled so, so good. And strawberry guava had been falling off the trees onto the hiking path. <laughs> yeah. And then we actually got to pick some and eat it. It was pretty They're delicious. Tasty. They're they're tiny and soft and taste just like strawberries. Yeah, yeah, pretty darn good. The other waterfall I thought was really cool, just right there in Hilo is Wiley Falls. It's not one that a lot of people are visiting. This one's not accessible. <laughs> not easily. No. It's definitely not easily accessible. Um, so you actually, so for this one, and there's there's a link to it in the blog, so you gotta actually pop to the blog for this one. You park on the side of the highway, and then you have to hike through 
don't know, what was it? Seven foot tall grass? Eight yeah, foot tall. <laughs> like I felt like a bug. I felt like I was in like a bug's land in Disney. Yeah, it was totally like we were little bugs. It was hilarious. So you, but you have to like tromp through on this. It's a, it's an actual trail. You tromp through this trail with seven foot tall grass all around you. And it's actually, the, it's that grass that's actually in the sugarcane family. I forget what it's called. But then you come to the stream that you then have to figure out how to cross, which isn't too deep. So it's not bad. But then there is this beautiful waterfall that just pours off the cliff into this amazing splash pond. And yeah, that's Wiley Falls and you can swim in it. And... Yeah, it's gorgeous. We wanted to go swimming, but we're off to many other adventures. So yeah. we didn't get to swim in it, but oh, it was beautiful. I think that's a lesson to always be ready to swim when you're on the big island because yeah, there's lots of opportunities all around you at all times. So yeah, that's a really fun one. Um, definitely not the easiest to get to, but totally worthwhile. Another one that Chris, you didn't get to do this with me, but Kelly and I just did it when we were there. Uh, it's Kalania Pia Falls, and that is on private property, so you can actually, you can contact them. Waterfall.net <laughs> is actually their web address. How cool that they actually have that. And it's it's right there located at the inn at Kalania Pia Falls. It is the most beautiful waterfall, and it splashes down into a big, beautiful pond that is big enough that you can um, you can take a kayak onto the splash pond or a paddleboard. I did a paddleboard. And then it continues on through a series of other falls and there's gardens just all around. One of the most beautiful places I've been. And you can actually stay at this big, beautiful bed and breakfast overlooking the falls. And yeah, it is probably, I'd say it's the most remarkable Hawaiian um, stay that you can plan on that side of the island. Any other waterfalls that we went to that you thought were pretty great? Heads up, Rainbow Falls. Everybody wants to go to Rainbow Falls. You could go check it out, <laughs> but it was a little want want. Yeah, so once you've been to Akaka Falls or Waiele Falls or Kunaluniapia Falls, Rainbow Falls is super lame. We spent five minutes there. Yeah, it's full of, there's lots of tour buses in the parking lot. And then the waterfall itself, it's pretty, but it's you can't like do any hiking. There's just a little viewpoint. And it's, it's not all that spectacular if you've seen waterfalls in your life. Yeah, exactly. If you've seen a waterfall, then you've seen this waterfall. Yeah, a lot, it, it, a lot of people say, oh yeah, go to Rainbow Falls. It's one of the best things to do in Hilo. It's not. So that's just, you know, insider tip. <laughs> So if you're not down for hiking and you want to take time not in the water, another great thing about Hilo specifically is that it's really bikeable. <laughs> so there's lots of bike rentals or we, we actually stayed at the SCP Hilo. Gosh, I love that hotel. It's, yeah, it's a beautiful hotel. Great coffee. Yeah, great coffee, great location. It's located right on Reeds Bay. Well, and it's free to like use their bikes and yeah. their stand-up paddle boards too, yeah. right? So they provide those for guests and yeah, just grab your bike. And then because it's because the town of Hilo is built around the big, you know, Hilo Bay, it's really flat. So it's really easy to ride around. And so we actually, we did a ride through um, the Liliokalani gardens that are right there. There's some Japanese gardens and huge banyan trees. Yeah, those banyan trees are amazing. Yeah, and then along the beach to actually we rode over to the farmer's market. Yeah, that's how we found it. Yeah, and then um, yeah, you can ride around through town. It's so easy and, and fun. It's a great way to mix up what else you're doing on the big island, especially because um, most other places on the island are super hilly. So being able to ride bikes in Hilo, I think is kind of a bonus of the town. Well, sometimes I feel like when you're riding a bike versus being in a car, you experience the location in a completely different way. Yeah, yeah. And so if you're on a bike, you might as well also hit the beach, right? So there is the main, the really large beach that's right there on the Hilo Bayfront. But then if you kind of continue eastward away from, well, for us, away from the SCP or away from the downtown area, you get to like Richardson Beach Park. And we went to one that was just crazy. Laliwi Beach Park. Remember that one? 
Is that the one that had all of a sudden extremely cold water? <laughs> yeah. And the cool sea snakes? Oh, yeah, it had the sea snakes. That's right. But so this beach park, there's, there's kind of this strange thing about the big island. There are tons of freshwater springs on both, both sides of the island that just feed directly into the salt water. So when you find one, you'll like be all excited to get in the water and then you'll discover that the water is ice cold, which is kind of a surprise. <laughs> Definitely a surprise. And you're seeing like just how it's mixing in with the salt water. So when you're looking at the, when you're looking underwater with your goggles on, you can see just the salt swirling in front of you. It's interesting. Yeah, it, from the surface, it just looks like the most perfectly clear water because number one, it's spring water, which is always super clear. And then secondly, it's all around lava. So there's not a lot of sand to kick up. So. Ideally, you'd think, oh, this is perfect snorkeling conditions. You can see fish from above the water. We saw sea snakes, like you, like yeah, you said. Black and white, like the, the one, uh, like the Beetlejuice. Yeah, <laughs> totally, just like the big snake in Beetlejuice. <laughs> and then once you get in, though, if you can make it through the cold, the salt is so thick, especially here at, you know, uh, Liliwi Beach Park. The salt in the water is so thick that it looks like you are looking through, like, resin. It's really strange. I don't know, is that how you describe it? It was just swirly. Yeah, it, it's just swirly and distorted. And so this last time we also, um, we both times we did some stand-up paddleboard right there on Reeds Bay, which is in between the beach park and then the hotel we were at, the SCP Hilo. And there's actually freshwater springs right there at Reeds Bay too. So when we were out on our boards this this most recent time, uh, we saw that there were three sea turtles and we're like, oh, cool. Popped over there and we were kind of watching them. And then I stuck my phone in the water to you know take pictures underwater. And it was so present or so obvious how present the freshwater saltwater mix was right there. So all of my pictures of the turtles were just super distorted and, and kind of crazy like I was tripping. Mm. Well, that uh, that place is so cool too, that bay, because when we were there, I saw the sea turtles, but also saw some spotted, I think there were spotted uh, eagle rays that were oh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in addition to a ton of other beautiful fish. Yeah, so Reeds Bay, it's that whole area that's right there along um, the Luliokalani Gardens and the waterfront across from our hotel. And it kind of scoops along up to the jetty. And there's little coves that you can go into. There's some banyan trees along the way. There's a beach park, Reeds Bay Beach Park, where there's actually really nice sand. And you can have a picnic there, or that's where you can put in your paddle boards. You can paddle over to Coconut Island. That's it cool little peninsula that comes off of the Luliokalani Park. We rode our bikes over to that and it's oh, got that's some, right. yeah, it's got some historic structures on it and then nice little beachy areas as well. So all kinds of things you can do just right there in Hilo without having to try hard. One of the other really unique things about the big island, so you know, it, it's when you look at a map, like a, an actual satellite image, you can see that it's just made of volcanoes. Besides what you find in Hawaii Volcanoes National Park, which we'll talk about in just a minute, there is Mauna Kea, which is the tallest mountain in the world. It's surprising still, because I feel like it's Mount Everest, but I guess it's not. I know, and so well, so Oliver was the one, our son, who told me that it was the tallest, and I was like, what? So then in researching it, Everest is the tallest when you measure from sea level, but Mauna Kea is the tallest when you measure from the measurable start of the volcano. So of course it goes underwater. And the summit is um, just about as tall as Mount Rainier in Washington. So you can imagine that Mauna Kea sometimes gets snow. And during the most recent visit, so it was just now in January uh, when I was there, there was snow on both Mauna Kea and Mauna Loa, which was really interesting. Like, Yeah, what a beautiful sight to see while you're in Hawaii. Yeah, we, well, we had this one morning where we were out paddling on the bay and, you know, we're surrounded by you know, tropical water and sea turtles and palm trees. And then you look up and there's snow and 
it just seemed in a way <laughs> it seemed out of place but um people will even, will even ski on Mauna Kea um but here's the thing is that getting there is kind of a unique experience so you've got to you've got to drive out of Hilo or if you're on the Kona coast you can also drive on the the saddle road that goes across the island and when you get to Mauna Kea um you have to drive up a 17% grade that's up, insane yeah no it it really is so you, it starts where you're just kind of in like this lava flow and then all of a sudden it turns into a prairie just like like high prairie down in the columbia gorge it looks just like that with the same plants and everything and then you've got a line of fir forest and it looks like florida or it looks like the sierras of california and then you break through that and you're kind of in like this high desert sort of area and then all of a sudden you're up on like the windswept alpine portion that is just below the snow line. And that's where they actually, if you don't have a four by four car, that's as far as you can drive. And there's visitor center there and you can learn all about the many observatories because there's actually um, a whole collection, like many different schools and countries actually have observatories up on the top of Mauna Kea. So you can go and you can learn all about it there. And um, we actually got to look into a telescope directly at the sun. Oh, we, interesting. Oh, so crazy. So the the lady who was managing it, she was showing us like solar flares as they were happening. Oh, it, it was absolutely wild. I had no idea what to expect with like going up Mauna Kea. And then we got there and had a full on like science lesson. Now, if you, if like, let's say you have like a Mustang convertible, could you still make it well we did have a mustang convertible <laughs> and we made it as far as the visitor center but because we didn't have the four by four we couldn't go up even when there's not snow on mauna kea they still don't let you drive up unless you've got the four-wheel drive because i'll tell you that that steep road i can't even express how steep it is like i've been on one road in my life steeper than that and that was what is it? It's like Jackson in San Francisco where you oh, wow. feel like you're, you you know that dream where like you feel gonna like flip. you're going to flip backwards in your car? Mm -hmm. That's what it feels like. So yeah, Mauna Kea, really cool. Not for everybody. <laughs> so it's a cool volcano that's dormant, but you want to talk about just for a hot sec, volcanoes that are active. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. So what, which volcanoes are active? Well, at the time that we are talking about this, right now it's just Kilauea that's active. So it's the um, Halemaumau crater is what is active in Kilauea right now, which when we were there, that's what we saw too. That's the, the lava lake that's active. It's kind of crazy. So it in November, Mauna Loa, which has been dormant for a while, all of a sudden woke up and it was just this absolutely astounding eruption. And there was lava actually getting ready to threaten the saddle road going across the island and all kinds of things. They weren't sure what was going on and it was a surprise to everybody. And then with that, gosh, what was it? It, it, it blew up for like three weeks or a month. Yeah, a few weeks. Then you were like, I want to go back to Hawaii. I want to check it out. Yeah. So booked a ticket. And then right after booking the non-refundable ticket, uh, both Mauna Loa and Kilauea turned off. <laughs> and my heart dropped into my tummy. <laughs> but luckily, um, on day two of the most recent trip, all of a sudden, like four o'clock in the morning, Kilauea woke up. And it was absolutely incredible. So when we were there, um, we were there in October. And Kilauea, I mean, we were pretty starstruck by it. Like Because it, it was still amazing. You still get to see lava, but it wasn't like erupting or anything. Yeah, like the lava glow and the steam, it was all absolutely incredible but then being there on this most recent visit there were you know 200 two and 300 feet um lava fountains which if you're there and it's going off you need to see it if, even if you don't want to go up in the daytime go up at night just to watch the lava because it is so unusual and so unique and absolutely beautiful and if you've seen moana it looks just like taka 
the lava goddess, like the it's way true, that the yeah. lava shines through the cooled rock. It's insane. It's when you get to watch like the, the lava lake kind of move, yeah. right? Which is crazy. The, the lava is just right below it. Yeah. Shifting. It, it really, above. I didn't even know that I was able to capture that. Like when you're staring at it, you can't really see it. But if you are able to see video, you can track with your eyes just how the ripples hit the lava lake. It's, it's bizarre. I've never seen anything else like it. Ugh. But anyways, yeah. Hawaiian Volcanoes National Park. It's more than just the active lava. What it's more than just the nenes. It's more than just the nene geese. The nene geese are amazing. They're super cute and they're everywhere. And it's funny because, so we were there in October and then I was just there in January. And I took pictures of these same birds because a lot of them have little tags on them. And I got pictures of the same exact birds in different areas. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. Literally, they are wild and they choose to hang out and they are the funniest, most social geese I've ever met. Good times. But yeah, we're gonna actually have an episode for you all about Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. So be sure to tune back in or download that episode as well because we'll get into the scenic drives to take, the different hikes you can do, the different units of Hawaii Volcanoes, all that stuff. Where to eat, That's yeah. important. Yeah, I would say that's important, yeah. Anything else that you wanna talk about about the Hilo side for now? I think we covered a lot. Cool, yeah. So then stay tuned, check out our other Hawaii episodes. And yeah, we're gonna talk to you about Kauai and all all the awesome hikes we did there. We've got more of the big island and then check out everything else that we've got. We've got a lot to talk about Florida too. So that's it for now and we will be at you later. All right. Two Travel Dads podcast is created by Rob and Chris Taylor in St. Augustine, Florida. We'd love to answer your questions here on the podcast, providing both our experience and stories to share our own insights into whatever you're wondering about. Visit twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes to leave your questions and to check out past episodes and show notes. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and have an awesome day.